Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, this is the Faith in Kids Summer Series. This is episode two. Jam and I couldn't be more excited. Say hello, Jam. Are you excited? I'm totally excited, not least because not only is it hot, but it's now raining very hard outside. So it's like hot and then it's torrentially raining. It's all kicking off here in Somerset where I live. This is episode two in our series, answering the question, who am I? There are going to be seven episodes in this summer series, but there's a whole pile of resources for parents in our podcast, as well as for Sunday school leaders. Keep your eyes on our website. Jam, please give us a question to get us talking. The whip around question is, who is man's best friend? Who is that animal that will unconditionally love you? Is it a dog? Is it a cat? Is it a rabbit? Or something else? What would you choose if you could only have one? Or if you don't have any and had to have one, what would you choose? I think I've covered all the bases there, Ed. Totally have, Jam. I know which one you've gone for. I actually have an incredibly soft spot for cows. Oh, okay. I do, I do too, and literally we were slightly late recording this because suddenly a farmer decided to guide about 300 cows across a road um, and I couldn't get past. I just literally had to sit there and wait and watch for cows to go past. But I'm not sure they're man's best friend. You have a dog, don't you, Ed? I have a dog. I was going to say it quietly so Scout doesn't hear. I still think cats know how to be your friend better than a dog. Very controversial. Well... <laughs> You've just, you've just thrown a grenade into a room and walked away. Have a chat about that whip around question. Who is man's best friend? Cat, dog, rabbit, something else. What would you have if you had to have one? Go!
Today we are talking about man's best friend and woman's best friend, people's best friends. We all need friends. Today we're about how we were created to need friends. Jam, I'm intrigued. What are your fun facts today? They are continuing on the dog, cat and goldfish theme, hitherto unmentioned. Fun facts about man's best friend, dogs. Did you know, Ed, and I don't know if Scout has done this, dogs may pretend to be sick to get more attention from their owners. Did you know that? I just didn't. Just bear in mind, Scout might be faking it uh, <laughs> when he's looking at you and whimpering. It's possible because they, they want attention. And actually, a new study has claimed that a dog can get jealous when their owners show fondness towards other creatures. Have you witnessed that, Ed? Yes. Oh, that's a, that's such a thing. Scout, when he wants to go away for a weekend because we can't take him somewhere, we send him to another family and Scout makes their dog look bad. So their dog then ups the ante and becomes all sort of affectionate when Scout is around. Oh, it's interesting. So we first-hand evidence. That's really good. Do you know also that dogs can smell when their owners are afraid thanks to their perspiration? That is the owner's perspiration, not the dog's perspiration. Did you know that? Has your has Scout ever smelled the fear on you? I bet it has. I love the fact, Jam, you can say out loud, they can smell your fear. Yeah. I suspect you are afraid in your house occasionally, but it's not. you're not afraid of the dog. You're probably afraid that you've done something wrong. Is that fair? I, I'm, Jam, I'm often afraid that my <laughs> how much I've done wrong has been discovered by my children or my wife. Cats are not so friendly, partly because they're asleep for 70% of their life. Is that That's, true, Jam? That's a fact. Yeah, 16 and a half hours a day. Wow. The remaining time... A third of that they spend grooming themselves. That's about two and a half hours a day. So they only really have five hours to love anyone or do anything that isn't sleeping or grooming. Could you imagine if that was the human life? So you you go to bed at seven o'clock at night and you would wake up at 11 o'clock the next day every day. Amazing. And then spend four hours in the shower (laughs) or two and a half hours in the shower. Bathing, pampering. And then go, right, I'm ready for five hours before I go back to bed. It's a great idea, isn't it? Here's an amazing thing I learned, though. If you have a cat, if you're listening to this and you have a cat, you may have seen this, but I wouldn't have known it. Cats have five toes on each front paw, but only four toes on each back paw. Jam, get away. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Boom. Big, amazing fact. Have you counted your cat's back paws? Uh, the Faith in Kids podcast does not take responsibility for any scratching that may occur as a result of counting back paws. All over the world, Jam, children are running around their house trying to grab a cat. And then finally, who has better memories, cats, dogs or goldfish? It must be a cat. Cats have better memories than dogs. Yeah. Tests conducted by the University of Michigan said that a dog's memory lasts for no more than five minutes. A cat's can last as long as 16 hours, whereas a goldfish can remember things for up to three months. I mean, just, just begin to tell us about that, Jam. Is it, you, can you give us a follow-up fact to explain that? I can't. The only follow-up fact I can give you is that the oldest pet goldfish lived to the age of 43. <laughs> That is a very old goldfish, isn't it? uh, Well, most significantly, Jam, in no way is it related to a goldfish's memory. But the memories of that goldfish must be incredible. If that goldfish goldfish. could talk, Jam. Yeah. 
a thousand yard stare. You weren't there, man. They, they've got some stories to tell from the last three months, at least, anyway. So yeah. those are my kind of useless fun facts about man's best friend because we need friendship. We are made to love and be loved by others. I love the idea that you are joining this podcast for the first time when I get to say the story so far is that God has created the whole world. That's where we're picking up the story on the second page of your Bibles as we're going to find out what happened next after God had made Adam. The reading is taken from Genesis 2 verses 18 to 25. The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man. And he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. Growing up, my son never wanted to be alone. If I would just leave him in the car and pop into a shop to pick up one thing, he would come running into the shop straight after me. When his mum left our home without him, with me, he would come running around checking where am I, shouting for me, and then every five minutes he'd keep shouting, am I still there? He still, to this day, doesn't like being alone. But isn't it true that none of us like being alone all the time? We need others in our lives. We heard that, didn't we, in Genesis 2.18. The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. In the middle of all God's good creation, surrounded by dogs and cats, goldfish and dolphins, tortoises and turtles, something is not good. Adam's life in the perfect garden wasn't good, until he had someone to share it with. And that someone had to be another human. It's not good to be alone. It's good to pop out into your bedroom just for a moment to calm down. It's good to take yourself off when you're stressed out into the corner. But it would be so sad to be alone all the time. Look at Jesus. He was the perfect, complete human. He took himself away for time on his own to pray. But he also had a group of friends and they weren't just all men. They weren't just all from one culture. He had a diverse group of friends, men and women, Jews and not Jews. We need people. We need friends to love and we need to be loved. And we need friends of all different types. There's a sadness of having no friends. 
I remember when one of my children came home saying they had no friends and it lasted months and months. It was so sad for the whole family. And the sadness of people who say they're our friends, but they're unkind or they want us to be like them. Adam and Eve were the first of all the friends and they cared for each other. And because they were adults, they got to be man and wife. When we're older, our bodies don't just grow, they change. It's called puberty. It's nothing to be afraid of. God's good plan is puberty to give us the bodies we need to have as adults. As our bodies change, some of our feelings change. We understand that we're attracted to others in new ways. We still need friends. We still need to be good friends. But sex, sexuality and marriage start to become part of our lives. God has made marriage to be between one man and one woman. Christian marriage can't be between two men or between two women because God has made men and women's bodies different so that together they can have children. That's why marriage is between one man and one woman. We don't all need to be married, but we all need friends. Jesus was never married. He had lots of friends. For the moment, you don't need to give yourself more labels for who you are or aren't attracted to. You just need to know you're made to care for others and you're made to be cared for. Whether we are a boy or a girl, we can have friends who are boys and girls. We can care and be good friends to both boys and girls. We're made to love others, all sorts of others. That is how God has made us. When I think about my son's class at church, there are boys and girls, lighter coloured skin, darker coloured skin, born in this country, born in other countries, from different cultures and different languages. And this is what heaven will be like. Men, women. This culture, other cultures. This language, other languages. All worshipping Christ together. We need friends and we need to be friends to others. I'm going to pray. Dear Father, thank you that you have made us not to be alone. Thank you that you have made us for friendship. Thank you that you have made us for friendships with boys and girls. Thank you that you've made us to not just be a good friend to those people we like the most or who are most like us, but you have made us to care for those who need our love. Please help us to see those who we can care for. Amen. Amen. So much to talk about, and we're going to do that in Ed's Got Questions. I guess this topic might be one where you just want to say to each other, is there anything you didn't understand? But if you want more questions, I've got some. Under fives, what do you like doing with your friends? Five to sevens, who needs friends? Eights to elevens, can you think of some reasons why you're tempted not to be someone's friend? Over elevens, can you see any differences between God's way of doing friendship and the way friendships happen at school or in your community? You could have a chat about those now and press pause and chat. 
but we're going to continue because we've got a sketch coming up. Can you imagine being Adam waking up from his sleep and finding that he's got a friend and all of those things that he had to do on his own, he can now do with someone else. In this sketch, he gets quite excited. <sighs> oh, that was unexpectedly deep sleep. Hello! Ah, sorry, but who are you? Where did you come from? Wait, don't answer that. It doesn't matter. It's brilliant you're here. I was all alone, and now I have someone to be friends with. Do you have any idea what it's like being somewhere perfect, but you've got no one to share it with? Wow, yeah. No. How would you? You weren't born yesterday, you were born today. Sorry, am I rambling? Yes, but... I do that, because I normally don't need to stop talking, because the animals don't talk to me. Although there's a serpent around here who looks like he could say something, but let's not worry about that for now. Mm-hmm. You're here, I'm here, yep. and together we can play catch. You want to play catch? I play it on my own, although technically that's not catch. That's throw and walk and pick up. That sounds... Or we could use the seesaw. I've been building a seesaw. Come and see. We could. <laughs> Except with just one, it's not a seesaw, it's a saw. Right. Or a C. Yeah. So... Practical jokes are going to be so much better with two. I try to prank myself, but it's really hard. I have to set a branch up to whack me in the face when I'm not expecting it. But I'd have to try and forget where I put it, which takes a lot of practice. I can imagine. This is going to be great. We can watch the sun go down together. Mm-hmm. Wait, you don't know what a sun is. It's this amazing ball of fire in the sky and it goes down and looks like it's going to crash into the earth and then it doesn't. Or at least it hasn't so far. Oh, I'd love to share watching the sunset with someone. I tried it with a badger and he just looked at me with pity and crept off. That doesn't sound very nice. Yeah, it wasn't. So, uh, what do you want to do? They say it takes two to tango. (gasps) We should tango. It's a kind of dance. Oh, sorry. I'm babbling again. What do you want to do? I thought we could have an actual conversation where we talk about the same amount each. Good idea. We can do that. We could do it on the seesaw. It's right through... So, you found that branch you set up then? Oh, and I see what you mean about that look of pity from the badger. Are you okay? I'm okay. Yeah, just excited that I'm not alone. (laughs) Ow, ow, ow. Let's have a song. We are made to love others, so we should love one another. That's what Randall sings in this song from Slugs and Bugs. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, you must. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, you must. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Slugs and bugs there. Randall Good Game. Links in the show notes. Have a look at that. Ed. We've got a piece of correspondence, also known as an email. What's going on? Uh, we love getting emails at podcast at faithinkids.org. And we've been sent one from Seth, Abigail, Joel and Ethan with their mum and dad. They are the Campbell family. And the exciting part is that they live in a place that Jam and I just can't say. 
I can be, I can do the beginning bit. It says it's Penryn, but then the Judreth, Penryn Judreth. Is that can is that will that do? I'm going to have a go at Penthrindreth. Okay, I like yours better, even though I'm not sure that it's uh, more accurate. But anyway, we're thrilled that you love the podcast. You you listen to it on the Saturday evenings after tea and have a dance to the awesome cutlery songs. We do play awesome cutlery songs quite a lot, but they are brilliant. I hope you enjoyed Randall's. I think we're done, Ed. Oh, it's great to hear that people are listening to us all around the world in places we can't even say out loud. We love helping you to answer the question, who am I? We'll be back for episode three. Bye-bye. Cheerio. Under fives, what do you like doing with your friends? Five to sevens, who needs friends? Eights to elevens, Can you think of some reasons why you're tempted not to be someone's friend? Over 11s, can you see any differences between God's way of doing friendship and the way friendships happen at school or in your community? (laughs) 